You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 34. Welcome to The Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Happy early Thanksgiving, everybody. I can't believe this year is almost over. It is so crazy. And as a way of giving thanks to each of you this month, I want to offer you a free tip sheet. And it is called Attract Your Ideal Audience, a completely free tip sheet that will help you cut through the clutter, get crystal clear on who you're talking to, and help you start attracting and growing your audience today. And you can grab your free tip sheet at juliesolomon.net forward slash newsletter. Before we dive in today, I want to give my warm thanks and appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Oceans83. And she says, I can't get enough of this podcast awesome guests that are easy to understand and have very relevant content. I sometimes think that entrepreneurs don't quite understand the value of podcasts like this. I paid thousands of dollars a year to be a part of a CEO peer group that brought in speakers who frankly weren't even as valuable and fun to listen to as some of the ones I find on podcasts. I love it and I'm obsessed. XO Nina, the new black creative. Well, thank you so much for your review, Nina, and I'm so glad that this podcast is bringing you so much value to your business. So I do want to hear from more of you who listen in each week. Make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. And make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me and our guest on your Instagram story at Joel Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast to let me know that you're joining in today. As you know that I love to share those screenshots on my story too. Last week, we had Emmy-nominated producer, strategist, and course creator Andrea Corson map out exactly how to create, market, and monetize video content. This week, best-selling author, entrepreneur, wife, and mom, and my amazing, amazing client, Emily Lay, shares how leading a simplified life can turn your business into a social media phenomenon and gives us tactical tools to completely renew our brand and life too. It is a great one for Thanksgiving week, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Today's guest is super special to me because she is someone that I've gotten to know really well over the past year. I've had the honor and privilege to be handling book publicity for her upcoming title, A Simplified Life, that is releasing next Tuesday nationwide. I am, of course, talking about the incredible Emily Lay. Emily is founder and creative director of Emily Lay Paper and Gifts. She is also the creator of the best-selling Simplified Planner, a daily agenda for what matters most. Emily has made a huge impact through her wildly popular Simplified Planner and with her first book, Grace Not Perfection, which I'm sure so many of you have probably read and soaked up and enjoyed as much as I have. With more than 80,000 copies of her first book sold in the first two months, Emily has become a trusted resource and lifestyle guru, as well as a social media darling. You can't help but to soak up her amazing content on Instagram. 
Building on her proven branding and messaging, as well as on the structure and simplicity readers get from the Simplified Planner, her new book, A Simplified Life, offers expanded tools, tips, resources, and inspiration for nearly every area of a woman's life. This book goes deep with tools to help readers plan and simplify and meets a huge felt need among consumers as they look for ways to prioritize. Emily has been recognized with numerous awards, including the Best New Product, as well as Top top 10 Designers to Watch in 2015. Now, as a businesswoman, wife, and mama to three, Emily enjoys Friday pizza parties on the living room floor, strong cappuccinos with her college-crushed-turned-husband, and making memories to savor for a lifetime with her twins and preschooler. It's been an honor to get to know her, to work alongside her this year, and truly an honor to have her on the show today. So welcome, Emily. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. And the week of release of all things, it's just, it's so amazing. As I, as I, of course, just mentioned in the intro, we have had the pleasure, I have had the pleasure and such the honor to be able to work with you this year and work on your amazing new title that is full of just so much goodness and so much simplicity, which we're going to talk about um, today. But we are finally here. It's the week of release. It's coming out and it's pretty amazing. I can't believe it. I know. Yes, I can't believe it's here. I feel like we've been working for this week for so long. <laughs> I know, I know. And um, and I'm excited to kind of dive into all of this stuff. So, um, you know, if, if people are kind of learning about you for the first time today, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit of your story because I know that your, your approach or your introduction into the world of influence, into the world of being an influencer and into the world of influencer marketing kind of happened a little bit Backwards. So I would love if you would kind of share that story and how it all kind of came about. Yeah, well, I got started in this um, industry in the kind of paper planner design industry back in 2008. I had a full time job and really wanted solely to have the flexibility to be the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And that was the whole reason I started my company. And at the time, there was no Instagram. Facebook was kind of new and Twitter was the thing. Um, And so I started with absolutely no um, followers or platform or anything like that and built my company uh, first. So I started with the Simplified Planner in um, 2011 when uh, my first son was born. And um, the way that my, I guess, following, if you will, was kind of built was me sharing the backstory of creating this company from scratch. So I just shared, you know, kind of the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur and the ups and the downs and the mistakes and the wins. And my following started to kind of grow that way. And as the planner popularity grew and we started to become really um, specific and intentional about the mission and the message as it relates to both the product and in my own life, we really started to see that, um, that platform and that influence begin to grow. And it's just kind of taken off like wildfire ever since. And so I want to kind of go back to, planners because I feel like a lot of times the the audience that I have that listen, you know, whether they're they're bloggers or influencers in some way or, you know, designers or Etsy shop owners or what have you, photographers, a lot of them tend to get kind of get hicked up hiccuped on that first step of like 
I have an idea of what I want to do, but I don't know kind of what that really is. So Mm -hmm. what allowed you to have this fruition or to have this specific, I guess I should say, um, idea on creating a planner? Like where did that kind of, where did that pull from? Well, you know, it's funny. I was actually in business for three years before the planner ever came to be. And I created everything from greeting cards to notepads to personalized melamine plates, all kinds of things that were all coming out of my heart as um, a new wife and then a new mom. And it was really when Brady, my first son, was born that I said, okay, I have this problem and it's that my life is completely overwhelming right now and I really want to be a good designer of other things and a good mom. So I have basically had two babies. I had my my real baby and I had my business baby and I wanted to love them both well and I wanted a product or I wanted a thing, an agenda, an organizer of some sort that would help me wrangle it all together and give me the fresh start every day that I was craving um, in a very simple way. I wanted something that was underwhelming because everything else in my life felt overwhelming. Mm. So the planner was born out of a real problem, if you will, in my life. And I really feel like the best um, businesses and brands that really, really connect with people always come from a place of need. They come from something that you care deeply, deeply about. So I would say to anyone that is new in in business or new as an entrepreneur or new with their own brand, whatever it is that you care about deeply, that you could talk about till the cows come home, <laughs> that you could, um, that you really just care deeply about, I think that when you tap into that, that's when you tap into something that's magical and Mm -hmm. something that other people really identify with. Um, That was really, it was the magic of our brand and it, it still is that I operate out of my deep, wholehearted, very simple desire to be a good mom. Um, to be the kind of mom that I want to be. And every decision comes out of that. So um, having that mission and that foundation and that um, that deep set need in my own heart, knowing what that is helps me communicate the mission of our brand, but also helps me make good business decisions. And I, I love that you touched on that because I think a lot of times it's so easy for us as especially women to want to do it all and to kind of overcomplicate yeah. the process and mm-hmm. to, you know, want to, you know, be as great and grand and make it right and be the fixer and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of come from that place. But from every entrepreneur, whether it's you today or, you know, the founder of Planoly, um, you know, she was just saying mm-hmm. to me the other day, cause I asked her, how did Planoly come about? And she goes, mm-hmm. well, it was something that I was looking for that I couldn't find that I needed in order mm-hmm. to, to make my life easier. And I love that you touched on that, that it really came from this problem of you needing something in your life that you couldn't find, whether in the marketplace or what have you, the founder of Drybar had said the same thing, um, but mm-hmm. also coming from this place of how you knew that you could show up every day and serve in the most intentional way and in a way that your children would, would be very proud of. So, yes, that's exactly it. Yes. Yeah, so I just, I love that. And you had mentioned too, you talked about um, intentionality, um, really getting specific and intentional 
with the message of your brand. And the more that you kind of dove in and the more that you grew, the more specific and intentional you were able to get. How, how was this process? What does that really mean to you? It's kind of a couple of questions. And, um, was it easier to be able to get more intentional and specific as you got to understand your brand as it evolved a little bit more? I absolutely think so. I mean, in the beginning, when you're starting out, you say yes to everything so that you can, you know, catapult yourself forward so that you can have progression and momentum. And um, I found myself many times in my, gosh, it's been almost 10 years now, um, many times over the last few years, having said yes to too many things and finding myself spread too thin that I don't feel creative anymore or spread too thin that I don't feel like I'm living up to that mission of being a present mom um, that I mentioned. And, you know, I think as things grew and as we got more experienced, as my team grew, as I got a little experience under my belt, it really helped me to be able to say no to things, even if they were good opportunities. And when I say being intentional with my business, I think that's that's the key to it, is that you have to know when to say yes and when to say no, even if things are good. Um, I always say just because you can make money at something doesn't mean you should do it. Um, a lot of times as business owners, we we operate out of fear of when the next, you know, paycheck will come or when the next influx of revenue will come or if things are going to die down or, you know, we, we, we run like a, a hamster in a wheel just trying to keep up and make sure that we keep the wheel spinning. But when we do that, or myself, when I've done that, I've found that I faced burnout really quickly. And as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a wife, as a creative person, that is the absolute worst to find yourself completely and totally spent with nothing left to give everyone else. And so um, over the years, I've really had to make a lot of hard business decisions and say no to good opportunities. I mean, late in 2016, I had just released my first book, Grace Not Perfection, and our company had had its best year revenue-wise in its history. And I found myself not able to celebrate because I was completely spent. And so it was my husband, actually, who said, we need to talk about the intention of the business and what it is that our goal is, you know, is, is your goal, Emily, to have your name in lights and to have a zillion dollar business? Um, or is your goal to be able to be room mom for our oldest when he's in first grade? Or is it to have the flexibility to have the lifestyle we want um, and be happy with where we are right now? And the answer for me was B. And what that meant was I was going to have to take a look at all the things we were committed to and say no, even if it was a financial risk. Um, and so we stepped back and took a look at what our real mission was as a company and decided that we loved most connecting with our customers um, as a business. We loved connecting with them. And we decided to cut our wholesale program. So we were in 800 stores around the world, which sounds amazing on a bio. <laughs> and growth-wise just was fantastic for us, but it meant that I was on 48 airplanes last year and I was uh, gone a lot from my family. And that just didn't connect with the mission of why I started this thing in the first place. So even though it meant taking a big financial uh, cut, we stepped back and we said no. And what's remarkable is that 
being intentional that way meant that we were able to focus on what we were best at and what we love the most. And we've been more profitable Mm. because of that. I'm so So glad. Crazy. Yes. And I'm so glad that you touched on that because when you were, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I have like a really good feeling that she's about to like drop some really good goodness on us (laughs) to remind us all that the more honest and in tune you are with your spirit and with your soul and what is your true purpose, um, I feel that you will always be rewarded for that because that is when you are living your most true authentic self. I totally agree. And I'll never forget back in 2011 when Brady had just been born and I told my husband, you know, I was doing pretty well with um, stationery and notepads and wedding invitations. And I said, I really want to make a planner. And we'd run our company debt-free. So we had a, a little bit of cash that the company had made that I said, let's take this cash and print our first round of planners and see if the simplified planner will take off. And he looked at me and he said, you're crazy. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's it's going so well with what you're doing right now. Are you really going to, you know, take a turn here? And I said, I really feel in my gut, I feel so strongly that the marketplace needs a planner that women like me who are just trying to keep up, who want to be good at all the things they love, whether they're moms or not, um, I really feel like this is necessary. And he was like, Hey, if you really believe this in your heart, let's do it. Let's take the cash that the business has made and let's, and let's do it. And we did. And, um, it was risky, but it definitely paid off. And I think that that really kind of goes back to that idea of some of sometimes we just need to just stop and say no and really get back to the root of of where this is all going. Because, you know, success, that word, um, it's great in so many ways because it's what keeps us motivated and thriving. And it's what keeps us kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel in a lot of monetary you know, superficial kind of ways and not that superficial is always necessarily bad, but you know, it gets you the house and it gets you the vacations and it gets you, Mm -hmm. you know, those memories, um, that make up the, the, the beauty of, of growing a family. But at the same time, um, it's so easy to get lost in that, especially as an entrepreneur or as a solopreneur, when you're growing your own business and you kind of just mm-hmm. get on that train and on that hamster wheel, as you said, and you just keep going. So keep going. I loved that you shared that story. And I think it's going to be a great reminder to all those listening out there today that whether they're just starting out today or whether they're five years in, we are our own boss. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you are growing yep. your own creative company, your own creative endeavor, you know, you have the power and you have the right to, you know, say yes and no to things. And you don't have to say yes to everything. We've talked about right. that a lot on here. And, um, and I'm glad that you shared that as well. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. 
This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. So um, I want to kind of dive into a little bit of of business strategy, if you will, and kind of more um, influencer strategy. So we obviously know of your amazing products and your books, and we've seen them at Target. We've seen them online. We've seen them in the hands of some really (laughs) amazing people. Um, But I would love to know how, once you kind of solidified this as a business, it was probably around the same time that this whole idea of influence and paid influencer campaigns and things like that were starting to pop up. And Mm -hmm. you're kind of on both sides, which I think is interesting because you yourself are a business in a company that could, if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. uh, use influencers paid or not to seed Mm -hmm. your product out into the marketplace. But then you yourself are also an influencer. And I Mm -hmm. know that brands come to you to do the same for them. So being kind of on both ends of the spectrum, how do you navigate that? And what allows you to stay most true and and most authentic to yourself in, in in that space? That's such a good question because this whole realm of things is so new. And I, I keep looking around for the, the rule book. That's why I'm so glad that you do what you do because it's so fascinating to hear how other people navigate this because it, it is brand new and becoming so um, important, especially as a brand. And so we have, well, let me step back and say that my me personally, I have my own Instagram account that is probably one of our most influential um, social accounts. And that Instagram account is managed solely by me. And I'm posting on there just day-to-day life stuff. But I've, I've been approached by brands, of course, to you know do paid promotions and unpaid promotions and things like that. And I just have a rule in and of myself to say, if I don't feel wholeheartedly that this brand or product is something that I would really, really use in my day-to-day life. If I don't feel wholeheartedly that I would do this as an unpaid promotion, it probably doesn't need to be a promotion at all, whether Mm. it's paid or unpaid. I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like just because you want to pay, it, it goes back to that whole thing about just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should get, you know, you should be doing it or just because you can be paid for something. Just because X, Y, and Z brand wants to pay me dollars to post about something doesn't mean I should because that devalues my real worth as an influencer. Um, I do very few paid um, influencer posts and, and things like that on my blog and then on my account as well, because I really, really want to make sure that it is 1000% authentic. Um, it's something that I would be happy to do without any dollars. Now, if the dollars come, that's wonderful. And if they don't, that's fine. Um, but I would say that's kind of my gut check um, for my own account. Um, with the Simplified Planner account and that brand, we do work with influencers, both paid and unpaid. Um, and we're just very careful to 
kind of partner with people that have a very similar gut check, I think. People mm-hmm. that really, really love the product, have expressed an interest in it before, or an interest in not just being organized, but the real mission about clearing your calendar and your home for, you know, to make space for what matters. Um, I always say that the day I own a planner company is the day I close the doors. It's not worth it. Um, but the, you know, having a company that's a planner company, but it's really, really focused on empowering and inspiring women and not just putting a book in their hands. Um, that connecting with people that understand that mission and influencers that get the heart of things is crucial to us. So, um, yeah, we just try to be really careful on who we choose to work with. And then we work with each influencer kind of on an individual basis to create a partnership that works for them and for us. Um, so everything is kind of tailor-made, um, but it's worked for us. It's been really awesome the last few years to work with some really key influencers that, um, have helped us promote not just the planners and the way that they use them in their day-to-day lives, but also our books as well. And walk me through that process as the as the brand when you are you know working with an influencer. How do you find influencers, or do influencers find you? How does that conversation go? Um, you know what's kind of discussed in terms of the partnership or the collaboration that they're going to do. How do you kind of navigate all of that for it to be tailor made? Because I love the idea of it being tailor made because one size does not fit all when it comes to influencer marketing and every influencer is different, especially the ones that are a grade quality and can really bring something if they're, if they're given the opportunity to do so and really allow for the message to come across as organic and natural as possible. A lot of times brands will really want to micromanage the project Mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you have to put it this way and the product has to be shown in this light and you have to have, you know, this (laughs) and this. So I would love if you could kind of share with us and walk us through what that looks like for you, because it sounds like that that really kind of thinking of that quality first has really paid off. Yeah, well, that's a great question, but I really feel like every conversation looks different. And, you know, we've had people come to us. We've also reached out to a lot of people. We we tend to approach influencers that we've seen mention that they use the product or they're interested in the planner or um, maybe we see it in a shot of their desk. We see that they have it on their desk. So they tend to be firm um, to us, if it makes sense, rather than cold, like they have no idea who we are. Right. Um, and so we reach out to them. I would say... That's about half and half. We have people reach out to us, we reach out to them. And my um, director of PR, her name is Gina. She's worked with me since the very, very beginning. She's she's amazing. She's done everything from pack boxes to work with our influencers. So she knows the brand and the heart inside and out. And she works with each influencer to um, really tailor make the partnership for them and whatever it is that their feed or their brand is like. So if we have someone who is an amazing photographer and is shooting images for themselves and is great with styling and just, we know that they're going to do a great job organically working it into what they do. There's no, there's really no micromanaging to be done. They take over everything. And I really believe that's how you're going to get the most authentic partnership. Um, and I think the benefit that I'm on the other end of it, and I know what it feels like to be micromanaged <laughs> to the point of this doesn't feel authentic. So um, 
she works with them to get them anything that they need. Now we have other people who maybe ask for some help on the styling or um, ask for images. I mean, we've even provided images for people to, you know, post on our behalf. Um, we have style guides that we give to our influencers if they've asked for it or needed it that show dimensions and positioning ideas. And, you know, if they're, if they're shooting a flat lay of the planner on a desktop or something like that. Um, but yeah, everything looks a little bit differently. And then in terms of rates and things like that, um, I love to talk about the tactical because I think it's super important. We, um, we always let the influencer tell us what their rates are. And then we kind of go from there to find something that works for us and find terms. And, you know, we'd like for you to post on Instagram and mention this hashtag and this name um, on this date. We kind of go through those things uh, piece by piece. And then have you noticed that when you tend to get more of that conversation going, the end result turns out to be better, for lack of a better word? Well, Um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you brought up, um, you know, how that process works, because I think a lot of times there's influencers or bloggers out there that they have a little bit of cold feet, if you will, or fear of reaching out to a brand and, you know, they may tag them, but what I always encourage influencers and bloggers to do is to DM the brand. Or if you find an email, send them an email and just say, look, um, I have really enjoyed this product. I post about it all of the time. It's great. This is what I use it for. This is what it helped me overcome. Um, mm-hmm. if you guys ever need anything, please let me know. I would, I'm here, I'm available and I would love to know how I can help. And just Absolutely. that simple first step of just not really asking for like, hi, I like your services. This is my rate and this is what I want. And, but really coming yeah. from this place of, you know, I really do genuinely love your stuff. And I would love just to mm-hmm. start a conversation with you guys and get to know you guys and see, you know, what your struggles may be or what you may have coming out in the pipeline that I could potentially service. Yes, absolutely. And you know, every time I get a direct message like that or um, an email, we always jump straight to their profile and take a look at what they're doing. And what, you know, if, if we feel like it's a good alignment, we we've basically always connected with those types of people. And I love that you said, you know, write a personal note and say, Hey, here's how the products affected me or, you know, why I believe we'd be a good fit. And I love too when someone writes a note like that, that I can see their writing style. Mm. Um, and I, and I'm always first and foremost looking for, do they connect with the heart of what it's all about? Or are they just looking to promote a planner? Because if you're just looking to promote the product, it's not going to be a good fit for our company because we are so much about the heart of things and the why. Um, and I bet there's a ton of brands out there that would agree, um, with that, that so many brands these days are promoting a mission and a heart and um, something deeper than just the product. So mentioning that experience you've had with it or that um, way that you've really connected with the brand in a meaningful way is so important. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, behind that product, and I always try to remind influencers and bloggers of this, um, behind that product is a human being and behind mm-hmm. that human being is sweat and blood and tears and years of sacrifice yeah. and years of creativity and years of courage and fear and falling mm-hmm. down and getting back up. It's, it's a story, you know, behind Absolutely. that human being, there is a story and it is yeah. your job 
you know, what are you influencing at the end of the day? It's not just the product, but it's more the connection of the story because that's really how we all come together at the end of the day. That's so true. You know, I did a um, partnership with Banana Republic a couple of years ago. Maybe, maybe it was last year. And even with the biggest brands, I mean, Banana Republic is huge. Um, I remember having a conversation with the person I was working with there and saying about the photos that we were going to have taken professionally. What what do we want to come across in these photos? Not just how do you want me to style this blazer, but what do you really want the attitude and the feeling and, you know, what are you looking for? And I remember her saying, we're looking for polish and we're looking for confidence and we're looking for, um, you know, a working woman who wears many, many hats um, without actually wearing hats in the photo, but like showing that, that you're busy and you're um, kind of on the go, but you are portraying this confidence. It, it, even for a very, very large brand, there they, she cared so much about making sure that that um, was portrayed, that the story was being told through those images. And it was, it was cool to me. It was inspiring to me to see such a large brand take such an interest in um, really the heart behind what they were doing as well. Yeah. And it, it really does go back to probably a lot of their growth and success is probably attributed to that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, what influencers hit the mark for you that you have worked with or that you see online that you're like, you know what, they, I love their story. I love their aesthetic. I love what they're doing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I am going to completely blank right now. Um, we have so many that we've worked with that we really love. Um, a bowl full of lemons is one that we just started reaching out to and working with. And I love her aesthetic because she's very, very organized, but she's also, um, her images are just really pretty and really beautiful, um, but they're simple. So like everything that she's doing, not only is it beautiful, but she's really good. I think at connecting it, you know, the story back to her real life. I have a couple of, um, influencer friends, if you will, that, um, I've become really close with that we work with a lot. One of them is, um, photographer. Her name's Caitlin James. And I just, I adore her as a person. And she is so good about explaining the story behind what she does on all of her posts as well. And, and I think I've learned through her own business, um, she, she, doesn't just take photographs, take photographs, that there's something so much deeper than that um, for her as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we just love working with those influencers that get it, that are, that are, you know, not just selling a product, but really understanding the heart of things. Yeah. Well, I love those. I, mean, I can't wait to, um, to check them both out. I love the name, A Bowl Full of Lemons. That's so cute. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit to talk about, because I know that we've talked, you had mentioned Instagram earlier as kind of being, a, you know, a huge platform for you. But one platform that I love to see you on is Facebook Live and specifically <laughs> video. And I know that we've talked about this as well, especially when it's been, um, when we've been going through the, the promotion of, of the new book. And, um, I would love if you could tell us kind of, you know, that's a big trend that I know that you have seen coming up is video and you've been, whether you realize it or not, so great and so intentional about making sure to show up in that way. And I think that video just gives your audience another way to connect with the story of you and the story of a simplified planner and grace, not perfection. 
and, and, and all of the other products that kind of go under the umbrella. So I would love for you to kind of share your, just your thought on video, your thought on Facebook live and kind of where it's going and how it can help influencers and brands with growth. Absolutely. You know, it's, funny, I remember getting started in this entire world and and in 2008 and thinking, I have absolutely zero dollars, but I really need a good website and I need good images on that website. And um, I worked my tail off for two years to make enough money to pay um, a designer, an incredible designer that was in Los Angeles. And she built me a website and we had beautiful images taken for my, it was stationary at the time. Um, and so we put up the beautiful images that were better than I was, if that makes any sense. It was like our home, our internet home was more aspirational and beautiful than more put together, if you will, than the business actually was on the back end. So it showed the best of the best of what we were doing, um, in terms of stationery and all of that. And I, I learned through that experience, launching that website and having real success with it, the images were everything, that the images that we were taking of our products and of the products in use were what tell the story when you're operating online. It's like having your own brick and mortar store, um, obviously, when you have an online store, but it's your it's your presence, it's all you have. So in the early days, we invested so much um, in photography and in really operating that beautiful website. So then social media came around and Instagram, of course, and Facebook became so important to brands like ours um, that we invested in photography for those platforms as well. So we would use those images all over the place to communicate the value of our product. Well, lately, just like you said, I have noticed, I would say in the last two to three years, that video is becoming that new thing, that video is becoming the best way to um, communicate the value of your products because you can see them in action. And it's almost like being in the store and with a planner in particular, being able to flip through the pages and see the paper quality and see what pens work best on it and that sort of thing. Um, And so we have taken a turn from investing so much in photography. We've taken some of that budget to invest in video. And I, as a brand, I believe it. As an influencer, I believe it, that video is everything right now. Um, even with my new book, we just shot a video um, showing the interior pages because the pages are designed so beautifully and have so many great worksheets and all of that. The video is capturing the quality of what's inside and the quality of the cover and the paper that a photograph, a flat photograph, cannot relay. So um, I also, if we want to talk about Facebook Live, what an interesting thing Facebook Live is now. <laughs> and Instagram Live, too. What do it's you mean by that? <laughs> you know, I remember when Facebook Live first came out. And I remember sitting on my back porch and turning it on. And I think we had like 50,000 followers on Facebook at the time. And I was sitting there staring at my phone. And I was like, hello? Is this working? This is called Facebook Live. <laughs> is anyone there? <laughs> so many followers were talking live to me. And I was like this is everything. This is going to be the next new thing. So we jumped on Facebook Live when it first came out because I was in a place with the brand where our beautiful, aspirational, inspirational images were communicating perfection to our followers. And that's 
wonderful and something that I think we all want to achieve, having perfectly organized homes and drawers and all of that. But I wanted to find a way to communicate the imperfection that's very real in my life. Um, I wanted to continue to find a way that made me relatable because um, that has been key to our brand is transparency and authenticity and not being like the Martha Stewart of organizers. I wanted people to understand that I make planners and I write these books, not as an expert, but as someone who is living it, who has learned real tried and true ways to control the, the chaos. I mean, I have twin toddlers and a six-year-old um, and run a business with 16 members. It's crazy. So Facebook Live and video became a way that I could talk, you know, and connect one-on-one with our, well, one-on-thousands, I guess you should say, with our um, followers and with our customers. And I love the way, especially with Facebook Live, that um, you can have that real-time conversation with people. It, again, going back to our mission of you know, eliminating the retailers in the middle and really working one-on-one with our customers um, directly with them, Facebook Live gave us a way to do that and to have that conversation in real time rather than um, a Q&A blog post or um, even with Instagram stories, just, you know, answering questions that way. It, it The real-time nature of Instagram Live and Facebook Live is very, very cool. And um, I will say that with our, our planners, we launch twice a year. So we have a May release for the ones that begin in August, and we have a September release for the planners that begin in January. And this past September, we did uh, a little experiment, and we decided to do a Facebook Live, it was me personally, every single day for a week. So we unveiled the covers um, on a Wednesday, and then every single day leading up to the following Wednesday, I did a Facebook Live about organizing and simplifying one area of your life. And we had tens of thousands of people watch every single one of those. And in each Facebook Live, I didn't sell anything. I was just talking about organizing one area of your life and um, mentioned the planners and kind of explained how they're used just in a very genuine way about how I use them in my own life at the end. And we had our best sales day ever, um, September 9th of this year. And I 1000% believe it's because that actual, real, authentic, messy, transparent, you know, thing was happening on Facebook Live where people were saying, okay, this girl's not just super organized and takes pretty pictures, but her, her kids are loud and her laundry piles up and her house is messy sometimes. And, and she gets it. Um, and that's hard to communicate on Instagram when you have a highlight reel of your life running, Yes, yes. you know? And so I, yes, I could talk about this forever, but I really believe that Facebook live and the authenticity that is communicated there is very, very, very important. I could not agree with you more. And I'm so glad that you really talked about Facebook Live in particular because I feel like with a lot of bloggers and influencers, we're so Instagram heavy, you know, yes. because it is, you know, that's what the brands want and that's, it's the visual aspect. And and I think I, I love Instagram Live because I, you know, it's, it's catching up, it's getting there. I think that they're starting to allow for, for other things like pulling in other people to do Instagram lives with you. Um, you can actually yep. invite other people in real time. So right. those kinds of things are interesting. But um, when it comes to the conversion, like you just said, I mean, you really cannot beat Facebook Live. And yeah. and um, a lot of people have been saying it all year, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But that's, you know, that's that's a huge 
growth opportunity for a lot of brands out there is, is Facebook and Facebook live for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I want to chat a little bit about your faith. Um, I know that you are a woman of faith. I know that your faith and, um, you know, just how rooted it is in your family and, and the work that you do is very important to you. How do you keep your faith at the forefront of everything you do while doing everything else that you do that we have <laughs> talked about today? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I've just always felt like everything I do, every decision I make, um, everything I commit to, all of those things have to be rooted in something. Um, Otherwise, what's the point? And otherwise, decisions are really hard to make. And so, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up. I grew up in a faithful family, but we weren't um, involved heavily in a church. I actually learned, um, I always say I learned Jesus from my grandma. My grandma um, used to tell me both figuratively and literally to be still. And as a busy girl who likes to talk and wants to do all the things, like you said, um, I had a hard time literally being still. And she would quote Psalm 4610. It's my favorite verse. She would always tell me, Emily, be still. And um, that verse says, be still and know that I'm God. And that um, verse is really just the foundation of my life, I guess you could say, as a, as a mother, as a wife, as a an entrepreneur, as a designer, as a writer. It all comes back to that for me. And um, I, I think having something, whatever it is for you that you are, like you said, rooted in, that you are deeply connected to, it keeps you grounded. It helps you make the right decisions. Um, and yeah, everything just kind of connects back to it. And I, you know, how do I keep it at the forefront of everything? I really just have to make time. I make time every day to sit down and um, I have a couple of really great devotionals I love to read and praying every night with my kids. I, I feel like I'm praying all day long <laughs> for my work, for my marriage, for my children. Um, but just making it a part of your everyday life, not something that's an add-on, but something that is the basis of everything has just been, has just been it for me. Oh, it's so good. I'm just like bathing in all of your goodness right now. <laughs> um, I That Bible verse is one of, I have two favorites, that one, and then Isaiah 41.10, which is fear not. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yes. So fear not for I am with you. Um, but I always... I always go back to that. And I'm, I'm, sometimes I walk around and I'm like, I need to tattoo be still and fear not on my forehead and then right? go look in the Me mirror. Me too. <laughs> like, right. 100%. 100%. But it is. It's so, it's so amazing that you say that. And especially in, you know, being, being a woman who is an entrepreneur and who is a working woman, a working mother, I feel like being still is the hardest thing for us to do and fear not is the hardest thing for us to not do. So I love that you brought that up. I just so connected to that. And I think that there's going to be so many listeners connecting to be still today from that. So thank you so much. And speaking of being still, let's chat about a simplified life for a little minute. Um, (laughs) This is the book that we have had the honor and pleasure to be working with Emily on. She has put her heart and her soul into this book. 
I remember when the, um, you know, the galley came out and Beth and I got to read it. And of course we were just so excited and we started chatting and, you know, we got on the phone with you and we were having all these great ideas. But when, uh, Thomas Nelson, when the publishing house finally had the hard copy, I remember Beth went in to grab a copy from Stephanie and Beth was like, oh my gosh, Julie, this is the most beautiful (laughs) book. Like, and I'm not just saying like, this is, it is gorgeous. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need my copy. So I like emailed Stephanie. I was like, please put an overnight copy in the mail right now. And when I got it, I felt the same way. I was like, this is a stunning book. And, and I'm not just saying that. I don't say that about every book that I have the pleasure of working on. It is a stunning book book. And I want for you to tell our listeners today, what a simplified life means, what they're going to find in this book, some because re- there's such amazing tactical takeaways. I mean, I read certain chapters and I, I immediately applied it to my day. And I love yeah. that about this book. So I would love for you in your own words as the author of this amazing title to share a little bit about it. And then we can chat on how they can get their copy as well. Absolutely. You know, I mentioned late 2016, which was a rough season um, for me, just being completely overwhelmed. And it, it's when um, Thomas Nelson, my publisher, and I had just started talking about what book two would be. And I remember talking to my husband and saying, not about the book, but about life in general, why is life so complicated? Why do I feel like I am running around with my hair on fire? Why do I feel like I cannot keep up? And then I'm not good for anyone, not my kids, not my business, not myself, not you. And you know what he said? He said, you need to be still. <laughs> of course you <laughs> <And>, did. <laughs> right. And I, and, and I said, you know what? My mom, my mom has taught me over the years so many good things about organize, tactically organizing your home, your space, your, your calendar. But I've learned so many things in my own too, um, just as a working woman, as a mom, as a wife, that I knew I had a story to tell. And I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. I knew that I wanted to write something that was super tactical. I knew that I had written the book in Grace Not Perfection that was stories and um, just moving moments from my own life. But I knew I was ready to write a book that like gave you the tools to go and do it to look at a life that may feel completely overwhelming. And we all get in those seasons where life just feels so heavy and so busy and like you can't catch a breath, but you're ready for a fresh start. Um, I knew that I was ready to write that book. That was, that was really something people could grab onto and could take, could read a chapter or read a few pages and go and implement it in their own lives, in their own way, quickly, by the way, without spending money at all. So. The book is called A Simplified Life, Tactical Tools for Intentional Living, and we focus on 10 different, there's 10 chapters, and we focus on 10 different, often overwhelming areas of life, and we didn't slight any area. There is an area, uh, a chapter on um, simplifying your space, your home. There's a chapter on beauty, which I love that we gave it its own chapter because I think it's something we all think about, we all um, it all it affects us in the morning when we're getting dressed. The outfit we put on, the makeup, our makeup routine, our hair routine. We we can often giggle and be like, "That doesn't matter," but it does. It absolutely matters. Um, we talk about simplifying technology. You know, creating healthy boundaries for technology, and also corralling all the gadgets in our house. Um, 
we talk about faith and motherhood and meal planning and just all these different areas that impact us in both big and small ways. Um, and you know, when I first announced the book a couple of months ago, um, there had been a lot of heavy things going on in the world. And I remember doing Facebook live and getting all choked up and saying, you know, I asked myself, why does this book matter? You need to answer that question for your, your followers and for everyone listening. And the reason it matters is because I have felt in the last year of my life as a very, very busy person with a lot going on that I'm being called back inside the four walls of my house. And I, I believe this for women, whether you have children or you're married or you're not, or you work full time or you stay at home. I believe that there are so many things in the world we can't change. There are so many difficult things that are hard to explain and hard to understand that we can't control. But we can control so, so much of our day-to-day -day lives, especially for our kids. Um, we can create homes and calendars and schedules that are places of rest and respite that are peaceful, that make us feel regenerated when we come home. Um, we can create routines that give us back our days. We can take a look at our lives, just like we were talking about earlier. We can put the train brakes on and we can look at our lives and say, well, who says we have to do it this way? Who says we can't live our lives a little bit differently to really, really fill our wells so that we are living intentionally and so that we're better for the things that we love dearly? Um, and so that's why I wrote A Simplified Life. And I am beyond excited for people to finally have it in their hands this week. I am too. It is so amazing and it's so beautiful. And you just said that so beautifully. And I want everyone to know that this week, if they are feeling called or connected to relate to some of the amazing points that you just said with Simplified Life, if they feel, I mean, come on, it's like Thanksgiving, it's holidays, we're, we're, right, <laughs> right. we're right in the middle of this hustle and bustle. So if they mm -hmm. feel um, called and connected to maybe dive a little bit deeper into that, where can they find A Simplified Life? And where, of course, can they find more about you and your business and your brand, whether it be websites or um, social media? You can find A Simplified Life wherever books are sold, and you can learn more about me and about The Simplified Planner at emilylay.com. You'll also find a link there to a page that will take you to all the places that you can buy A Simplified Life, um, Amazon, Target, Barnes Noble, Lifeway. There's a bunch of stores where you can find it, and you can follow me on social media at emilylay and also at Simplified Planner. Awesome, Emily. Well, thank you so much for today and just your beauty and your wisdom and your goodness. I think that you have graced us all with so much warmth and stillness and happiness today for us to take on for the rest of, of our week. Um, before we completely wrap this up, I want to ask you a question that I ask every guest that comes on the show, and that is, what does influence mean to you? Ooh, good question. I really believe influence means taking that heart and that thing you believe in the most that you care deeply about and spreading it into the world in a beautiful, attainable way. 
I love it. Well, if you are listening today and you want to dive deeper into this conversation, um, and if you want to hear and get more amazing wisdom and tips from Emily, as well as purchase her book, which we will actually be doing a couple of giveaways on the website, make sure to head over to the influencerpodcast.com where you can find show notes from everything that we went over today, as well as links to where to get this book and where to sign up for the giveaway. So Emily, again, thank you so much. I so appreciate your time and I'm so excited for this week and to see how amazing this launch does. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. This was so much fun. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.